Tiger Malay, Giannis and Tiger Malay, and Giannis got the bob to win the Dolce fight. But in trivia, the class is shining through, and in trivia goes on to win the Scirocco. Embracer in front from Chad is coming home hard. He's coming home very hard, Chad. Right over the top. In the Congo, Animo, Animo, up you go. Goes home best to win the run of the rose. Just got there from in the Congo. Hello everyone, that was just some of the highlights we'll go through in depth this morning from Kembla Grange yesterday where the run to the rose was the highlight and Animo uh, picked up where he left off as a champion two-year-old. Uh, we saw this Kiwi mare Entrevier shine yesterday, there's a lot to get through and Duff was with me and uh, Corey Brown, this takes me back, um, yeah. sitting on the end of the table there filling in for Lizzie who's in isolation and won't be back for a couple of weeks. Did you have a good day? I had a great day. Some big high heels to fill though. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I even had the wife trying to get me, you know, a dress and get a bit of a photo for Twitter and that. But no, no dresses for me. But no, I had a great day. Thanks. Uh, he's a he's something, isn't he, Adamo? Yeah. Look, he he may not have had the big X factor about him yesterday, but it was as soft as you like. I think that's about to come the X factor when he gets to his grand finals. Mm. Um, I think he's a super cult, and she's a super filly, super mare, and Trevor. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, that great-looking record mm. now and a, and a tremendous will to win. you just got to love the way she has a go, knows how to win, and I don't think her winning run is going to stop in the near future either. There was a real mixed batch walking, watching them walk around in the yeah. yard, the, the three-year-olds before the run to the rows. Some weren't handling it well. No, a lot of them actually I was quite surprised. It wasn't really hot and there was a bit of a wind around, but they a fair few of them sweated up. Mm. Let's go back and have a look at uh, Animo in the run to the rows, the much-anticipated race which is an important lead up to the golden rose and following this performance he was into two dollars eighty for the golden rose and then before you could blink he was two dollars for the golden rose in two weeks yeah, well, i'd suggest that's just because of the upside he's got he's got to come but uh, mcdonald did everything right on him he, he, you know, he, we, we keep thinking when he could get got a mile back in those races the blue diamond and the golden slipper which was overplayed because of his uh, because of the, the draws that he had in those races. But when he does have a draw, he can take up a midfield or closer position. And I, I think he was very soft on him, James, uh, there late. He knew he had them within his reach and just shook him up. And he, the, the horse did the rest. In, in the Congo's fit and gallant again. Remark, he's not the finished article yet, um, but I still think... Um, we're going to see more of him. He's, he's, he, I don't think he's going to lie down and give up the ghost yet because he's, he's a lovely horse. And the eye catcher was Glen Eagles there, uh, charging home late. Disappointment was uh, Converge. Um, maybe, you know, he, he was too forward for the 1200, but geez, a good cult, Corey. Super cult. I, I thought the run of the race actually was uh, in the Congo. I didn't think the San Domenico form would sort of stand up and he, he had everything to go his way, but he actually. You give Animo something to chase yesterday. I thought he ran really, really well. Mm. 
The other ones here, look, Captivon, he looked he looked in great order and he, he he's just waiting to peak when he gets to the mile races, um, I, I think. And there's a horse here for next preparation called Flying Crazy in, in, in the Black Hat uh, running second last there. I think he'll make the grade more so uh, after he has a break coming into next year. But uh, I thought he was his effort was quite solid there as well. Okay. Can you can you justify him being two dollars no. for the golden? Race? No, I don't think he's going to get any short of that. I couldn't justify taking that price, even though you know it's hard to tip against him. Mm. I, 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 you know, pre-post, all in, even money. You know, what, what, how much thrill-seeking do you want to do? <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel on this Sunday? <laughs> yeah. What's the what's what what would be the bigger thrill-seeking moment? Going to Bronte Beach or taking two dollars animo? <laughs> well, I wouldn't be taking the daily dump. <laughs> Here we go with uh, James Cummings and James McDonald. He's a uh, Supreme athlete, and uh, it's you know the onus is on us to try to get him back to the races and be in the same sort of winning form that he left off. And uh, we felt like we really rewarded him by putting him in the paddock on such a high. Uh, but champion two-year-olds like him need to come back and be, be going just as good when you want to go on with him with the sort of goals that we've got. And uh, and he and he he's just he's just sort of really pleased us in the last like ten days. He's just got his act really together. And luckily we were able to give him really good grounding this time in work, so much so that even though we had that little setback, uh, we, we, were, we were able to arrive here fit enough to be performing so strongly and reeling in a race fit horse like in the Congo. These are top class colts, aren't they? And every time these, these sorts of colts step out and run in races like these, they improve their value and their, their reputations as they should. So he's, uh, he's well and truly on his way. Uh, he's had a pretty light preliminary in the, in the last couple of weeks to be, uh, to be ready for this. And what I like is that he, he doesn't look like an absolutely natural 1,200 metre horse. Uh, we're, we're looking to go out and trip to, a, to seven and a mile. And, uh, and it was great that James was able to let the race unfold when there was speed up front. And the horse just gets mobile and gets into his gorgeous action. And, uh, and, and he, he savaged the line like a horse that's ready to go right on with it. He's a real deal as a two-year-old. and um, I think it's remarkable how he's come back after one trial setback. I was um, very mindful of getting through today and and to come away with the win is just a great testament to his ability. In the Congo, it took a bit of winding in. Did, were you always confident you were going to get him? Look, he's a tremendous, got tremendous will to win this horse and um, I knew once he was in his eyesight, he would get him, but it actually took a lot of work to get there and um, if it, I had one, I could feel one coming down my outside, not too sure what it was, but it, it actually just surged him on a bit and um, as you know, it just helped him get to the line. Yeah. So it was a good effort. He's going to jump out of the ground and hopefully um, nice two weeks ahead of him and um, he can be peaked up for the next one. Well, he is a much-deserved favourite, no matter what price you're looking at. He's a much-deserved favourite and the others have got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, two weeks. Uh, we're yet to find out. It's got there Rose Hill, Saturday, September 25. There is a chance this meeting could be held at uh, Rose Hill Gardens. We don't know. Um, the options are either Rose Hill or probably Randwick. What's got to happen for it to get back to Rose Hill? I think New South Wales Health have to um, allow Racing New South Wales to go into that LGO. It is still an LGO, LGO. concern mm. to go in there. But when you, watch, when you watch the scenes of people at beaches everywhere yesterday, and Rose Hill would obviously be locked down, there'd be no crowds there. Mm. I don't understand why you couldn't go back into Rose Hill under strict protocols, because racing's doing it apart from 
there's, there's, there's a few cases, are, are, you know, up and down the coast, Melbourne, Canberra, now Sydney, we've got people breaking protocols. Mm. But overall, racing's done such a wonderful job. Yeah. So if you can shut down Rose Hill, I don't know why we can't go back there and run the, run the Golden Rose, yeah. considering the scenes all over Sydney yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, look, and uh, I have to, you have to give it to Kemba Grange. Those three meetings, the, the track, that track yesterday, probably a little bit more water on it. They were a couple of seconds off the pace, but uh, it was a terrific track. There's no, no excuse mm. for any horse. I thought it may have been going to be leader biased or up on speed biased the first few races, the mm. highway races, but um, it seemed to even out through the day. Once the speed got in, get into the races, That's right. a lot more horses come from you on. Uh, let's go and have a look at the next uh, three-year-old race on the card, uh, the Dulcify. Um, Ronnie really liked uh, Giannis yesterday, and he's come back uh, in great style, winning this 1,500-metre race first up. Yeah, but Karen put him in a beautiful spot on Tiger Malay's back, and that might have been the difference between winning and losing. But he's a very interesting horse. Um, like, he's still a maiden. He, he, he'd gone through that Brisbane preparation where Chris takes these nice horses. Uh, for him to resuming in this race, you, you, you know he's a pattern man, uh, so he likes him. I think he can lift off this. You know why can't you run him in a Golden Rose? Although he looks more like a, a champion stakes uh, type of horse to me. Tiger Malay's going well. Um, it was just similar to the JJ Atkins. Like Diana's beat Tiger Malay home in the in the mm -hmm. JJ Atkins, and that's exactly what happened yesterday. Um, Royal Zell, well he's a real little bulldog. Um, he's doing a great job now. There, there is a really good champion stakes run here, Arna Queer. Um, I was calling for his gelding after the, his previous run where he was a real lad, but he behaved much better there yesterday. And I like the way he hit the line, um, you know, through the through the line there running fourth. He, That's him back last. Yeah, yeah, if you keep your eye on him, he's uh, he's going to be a threat when he gets to that 2,000 metres. We've got to have another look at Silent Impact, who was off a setback. Um, more was expected from him. Allegron was okay up in class. Even Dark Rebel can keep improving in the Richie colours there, the red sleeves. He's, he's relatively inexperienced and thrown in the deep end, and I thought he reacted quite nicely. But um, nice horse, the winner. I think there's more to come from him, but uh, look at Arnaquir there. He's looking a real champion stakes prospect. He, he might be one that you can little speck away at the big odds uh, pre-post. I thought Tiger Malay's run was absolutely outstanding, it drew a bad gate and to get up and over, James got him a little bit revved up, it took him a while to come back and actually settle outside the leader. Had he drawn a softer barrier, I reckon he would have won the race. Uh, let's go and hear from Chris Waller and Karen McAvoy. He's always been a horse that was spoken highly of, but he's always needed a little bit of time, so it's great to see these two-year-olds from our stable coming back at three and performing well, and uh, I think he's got a pretty bright future. A lot of the talk today has been about the run to the Rose horses, but you've used the Dulcify in the past to, to head to the Golden Rose. Yeah, we did. Well, it used to be called the Stan Fox this race, and they swapped them around, yep. but it's isn't, or basically the same race, so it is, yeah. Uh, the Autumn Sun was the last one to do it, and we'll have a serious look at this horse now. From memory, the Autumn Sun might have had some blinkers on, so it's all about Giannis here. Uh, it's pretty good talking about the both in the same in the same <laughs> sentence, but he's got a long way to go, but he's heading in the right direction. And you'd think even 2,000 metres later on won't be a problem? Um, yeah, well, we tried, if these exciting colts, you try not to extend them out too quick, keep the speed in their legs, but um, 
let's hope we've got a few in the Doncaster next year and we might win a guineas on the way, the way through. And well done. It's been a great half hour for the stable because Ranch Hand was very good down yeah, south. Yeah, he was going to be unlucky if he didn't win. And, uh, yeah, he's come back a much better three-year-old. He's an exciting, fast-knit rock colt and um, he's got plenty of speed there. So things are good. And that good draw, he was able to pop out and um, hold a spot, which, which was pleasing. And trying to be worried in the run because he just seemed to be underneath me. But... Um, he toughed it out really well when I asked him. Were you always confident of getting Tiger Malone? I was picking him up around the corner. As I said, he was first up 1500 for a little while. Um, you know, that's an ask for any horse, so he's done a good job there because, as I said, he steamed a bit in the run and I thought, right, he's got to battle it out here, but um, he showed a lot of tick at the last bit and always had the opinion that he was going to improve into his three-year-old year and it might be just a nice time for him now that he's getting a bit older. Uh, he was um, now installed $6 in the spring champion. Uh, so there's the market for the October 9 Spring Champion. Mentioned there with Chris that he'd had a good half hour of, uh, we'll get to Ranch Hand in a moment, there were a couple of uh, favourites go down there yesterday. We'll stay on the three-year-old theme. Artorius uh, was expected to win this race at Flemington yesterday and found Mr Mozart too good. Yeah, Mr Mozart's been a sleeper all the way through. Just a little bit disappointing um, uh, first up there. Well, he was okay first up and <clears throat> probably a little... A disappointing second up, but he's bounced back here. He might be one looking for the mile. I'm a huge fan of Artorius. He, he, you could say he was a touch disappointing and he should have put that field away there yesterday, but he's second up. It's a, it's a funny it's a funny track and distance, the, the Flemington 1400. You know, them, it, sometimes you think it's, it, it's an easy 1400. It's actually not. I reckon it's a hard 1400. Yeah. Especially with that long straight. Yep. You know, and I find the 1400 that... Can you come from a long way back? I don't think you can. Yeah. I don't think you can. I, you think you will be the long straight, and they always have good speed. It's never like they back the speed off mid-race, but it's just... I don't know. When you come off their backs, they just don't seem to kick in the seven furlong races. They Keep running. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. Yeah, that's why I want to be forgiving for him. And... Um, Third horse, he was much better with the blinkers. He's still got to learn to settle with the blinkers, halal, and he could well be on the improvers all. So yeah. I haven't disregarded that little group there, even though the, the short price favourite was beaten. Yeah, and will any of them come back for the Golden Rose? Now, here's the other uh, three-year-old race, and uh, ingratiating in the Godolphin Blue had uh, dashed away with what looked to be a winning move, and Ranchham was getting held up and, and dashes late. Yeah, well, that's as good as he's done. Um, he's obviously spelled well. Uh, these sprinting th three-year-olds went uh, nearly a second quicker than the fillies in the, in the race after, the crystal bound. So you've got to say that uh, that's good form. Ingratiated and had form on the board. Um, so, yeah, you, you'd have to say that's a pretty exciting win by Ranch Hen. I thought it was a massive win, considering... The Legs taken out from under at about the 200 metre mark, lost all momentum, still bullocked through them and uh, doing its best work sort of late through the line. I thought it was a big win. We have another horse selected for the Tab Everest on October 16. James Kennedy, the newcomer to the Everest, who recently uh, purchased the slot held by GPI, Greg Eam, has selected Rothfire. Rothfire now becomes the sixth horse selected. We've got six down. Six to go, and here was Rothfire galloping between races at Durban yesterday in those Kennedy colours. Ben Thompson was on board. He'll be in Sydney this week to tackle the shorts. Well, this is the biggest X-Factor horse in the race, I've got no doubt in the world. And we'll learn more about him next week, but 
Um, we knew his profile before he got injured and he looked brilliant. And judging by his trials and his track gallops, where he's, you know, he's broke 22, he's broke 11, um, which you know, you'd expect a horse like him to do, but his trials are great. And he is the one that could really put well, his hand up. Corey, we've got the old brigade. When I say the old brigade, the proven yeah, yeah, brigade, yeah, yeah. Nature Strip. No, I'm not talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> Although you have got a bit grown. Uh, you've got Nature Strip, you've got Classic Legend, you've got Guitra. But this horse, Rothfire, and even yeah. Lost and Running, we don't know what they're really capable yeah. of against these big guns. You know, I, I went back to his trial in Brisbane here a couple of weeks ago and I, his trial was amazing against Jonker and Jonker was sort of given a bit of a squeeze to sort of chase him along and I think he's in great form, Jonker. Mm. Um, but yeah, look, he's, he's a little bit of an unknown, isn't he? Mm. Like, you know, like he's, he's got a lot of upside to him. Let he's, me he's, he's, he's well and truly earned his spot even yeah. though we haven't seen him for 12 months. Here's Robert Heathcote. He did what he needed to do. Uh, he, he, you know, tick over 33, pretty much untouched. Ben Thompson just knows him so well. Came in and said, look, I blew him a kiss at the 600. He knew what he was here for and he got the job done. So, you know, it's been a huge day for the stable. You know, James Kennedy, thank you, James. Uh, the Kennedy group's picked up Rothfire to represent uh, their group in the, in the Everest. So all we've got to do is get him there sound and healthy. And remembering he was picked last year before he broke down in the Golden Rose, but it's been a, a long, slow build-up, 12 months in the making, to get him back to have another crack at the Everest. Now, last year's winner, Classic Legend. We got our first look at him at the Barrier Trials on September 10, up against Lost and Running. But what's the latest with Classic Legend? It's unlikely now he goes to the shorts. Yeah, I think uh, talking to Ray Thomas yesterday, he spoke to Les, he said that, uh, yep, he, Les says he's not fit enough to go to the races. And, and I think this proves that he cruised and then he blew out the last bit. So Les wants him pretty fit when he goes to the races. So he'll wait, he'll trial him again, and he'll be ready to have one run before the, uh, the big dance. He's great. Lost and running was great. He seemed to settle quite nicely for Bowman there. And um, that's his second trial. And, yeah, how good is he? We don't know. There's uh, two nice trials there. Two very, very good trials, and I just noticed he got a little bit grey doing the trip over there to Hong Kong as well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Here's Eduardo. Um, when's he going to be picked? And who's going to pick him? Someone will pick him. I think uh, Joe's got him pretty ready to go. And his three trials did a little bit. Um, hasn't, he's just been using these trials to get on the, the good grass, and he's, uh, he's going well. Obviously, Joe will be talk, has to talk him up, but I think the horse is... Record speaks for itself. Um, yeah, he's going to be. I don't think he's a horse. You're going to. They're going to jump in and take straight away. But he's going to be there when the field is announced. I would suggest the Waller camp would be hoping that he doesn't get chosen. Yeah, mm. I don't think you'll see him going out leading like he did. No, we don't mention the wall. Yeah, Nature Strip. Well, uh, at first thought, he should he should go to the premiere. That was the that was the first uh, thing that Chris spoke about, but. He could pop up in the shorts. Uh, Mars Crusade is coming back to Sydney. Yes. Classic legend, another trial premiere. Lost and running shorts, Rothfire shorts, Animo Golden Rose, Guitra shorts, Eduardo shorts. We'll learn a lot more after the shorts, but I'm still... There's, there's got to be room for a three-year-old here for that unknown... One hasn't put their hand up yet. Mm. Um, I don't know. Surely one will. Well, 
we're convinced they're good enough, mm. but they just, they, it's rare that they get there. Mm. Yes, yes, yes is the, we didn't have a three-year-old last year. No. Yes, yes, yes has won it. Graf is the other three-year-old. And then we had, we had three fillies in the first year. You yeah. rode uh, in the first year, She Will Rain, didn't you? She Will Rain, mm. yeah. Uh, they, they run well in it. They'll, they'll run well, whatever. If you get a good mm. three-year-old, they'll run well in mm. it there. Yeah. Um, but which one, I mean, what, what about ingratiating? Why, why wouldn't Godolphin be thinking of him? Yep. You know, it's... Um, Coolmore have a slot. Yeah. Didn't Ranch Hand win in their colours? Yes. <laughs> well, Beating, ingratiating? Yes. Coolmore haven't picked yet. Mm. There was no. talk about home affairs, but Ranch Hand's a possibility. I didn't think of that. Uh, we've got, I think we've got all the studs left, except for James yeah. Harron. Mm. So Aquas, Yulong, Arafield, who are now in the star, Coolmore. Um, James Harron's the only independent uh, slot, really. The rest are, the, rest are the, the studs. All the others are gone, with six down, six to go. Mm. Saving their bullets. Mm. Yeah. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have a look at Entrevier. We'll also go to Ireland to see what Mother Earth, who looks like coming to Australia for the Invitation or the Golden Eagle or both, after this. Good to see Entrevier in town. She had a full start to her preparation in Australia, but it got underway with a bang yesterday, winning the Scirocco Stakes, a Group 2 in Australia. Yeah, lovely return. She was beautifully placed here, um, but she's just got killer instinct. She's just got killer instinct. And when you ask her to go, she flattens down, pins the ears back and reels them in, and that's a trait she's had all the way, uh, all the way through. Um, Hard to knock her. She's 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 just a beauty. So Fitzgerald was terrific at 1,200 metres. So she's always been a question mark at that. But I thought she got a tick off yesterday. But Mabusha was good first up after uh, having had three trials to get her ready. And and this Vangelic, well, she's been running all the big races all the way through. I know she's only won one race, uh, but she's she's as tough as nails in her own right. That's a really good first up run from her. Now these fillies. Your forbidden loves. Um, I think she is on target still. She just she's going to be more third and fourth up when she gets up more to her distance range of um, obviously maybe an Epsom or and the invitation uh, that that looks her target. And um, other than that, I think it's all about the winner. She just uh, she's a winning machine. She runs fast time, fastest of the 1200s all day. So she gets all the all the all the credit. When James first exposed her, I actually thought she was not not, not going to win, but she just sort of took a bit of winding up. It took, yeah. her, took probably half a furlong to actually get going, but through the line, she was really strong. She's not a lot to look at, neither. She she paraded well, but she's yeah, she's a plain, she's a bit of a plain Jane. Yeah, she is. Um, you've been up the top um, <laughs> in your business. How good is this? Been down the bottom too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> How good is is this McDonald? He's he's in a league of his own at the moment. Yeah, without a doubt, and I I don't think he's got to his best yet. You know, like he's he's a young young guy, um, but just his mind in a race, he's he never finds trouble. Well, very very seldom does he find trouble. Very rarely, um, but he, he's just his mind, his his clock, his style. He's the go-to man. He's getting on all the good horses. Everything. He's like, confident. But he, but even so, Radley, like there's horses that. He's winning on that. Yes. 
you know, the other people aren't winning on sort of thing. You know, he's not on every odds on favourite, but he's just, yeah, he's the package. Oh, I think Bowman will take the ball up to him in the next couple of weeks. Um, I know Huey's sort of about to really screw it down and get involved. Not that he hasn't been involved, I'm just saying he's really getting his mind where it needs to be. But, but yeah, James at the moment, he's just, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's provincials or, you know, cities or wherever he goes, group ones, he, um, he finds the right spot and he gives him the right ride. But he's dominating a jockey's colony here in Sydney mm. that is the envy of the world, isn't mm. it? Yeah, well, look, I mean, when I first started in Sydney, you had your Beemans, your, your Dipmans, you know, your massive list of great jockers, and you've added all their Group 1 winners together. You know, it's, it's mm. outstanding. But, but James, who's in the room now? James is making these guys look, and I don't want to be rude to country jockeys, but he's making a lot of them look like country jockeys sometimes. Mm. Like uh, young Brock Ryan pulled his pants down the race there yesterday, but the score would be 1 to 100, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but uh, he's just, he's riding out of his skin. Well, uh, Jamie Richards obviously not there yesterday. He's in New Zealand, but here's James McDonald after Entrevier. It's lovely mare. Um, she's got a impeccable record. She's had a couple of blemishes, but apart from that, she um, de de determination to win is just incredible. She's uh, very tractable, filly mare now, and uh, do anything with her. But um, I think there's more to come from her. The races run to suit. I noticed a run over here in Australia at Ramwick, she revved up mid-race, but she didn't do that today with cover. She relaxed nicely underneath here. How much further do you think she'll go? Oh, she'll uh, run a strong seven, that's for sure, but she's going to have to because from here on in she's got good competition. But um, I think she's just crying out for a bit of rain or mm -hmm. better given the ground. I think that track's racing pretty firm and you wouldn't want to see her on too many times on firm ground. You definitely looked a winner a long way out. Yeah, for sure. OK, uh, let's go to Ireland now, and you would have seen in markets for the Invitation and also the Golden Eagle, a Coolmore uh, filly called Mother Earth. Now, there she is in those purple uh, Coolmore colours, running fourth on the inside when we pick it up. Now, keep your eye on her. It looks as though she, all going well, she will come to Australia. And keeping in mind, she's a Group 1 winner of 1,000 guineas. She's a Group 1 winner in France. This is the Group 1 matron stakes at Leopardstown overnight and here she is getting badly held up and most unlucky. I believe there was an objection but it, was, uh, it, it, it wasn't successful. It looks as though she should have won. We're talking about a very serious filly if she comes to Australia. Yeah, it'd be nice to get Aidan's thoughts on whether he is serious about bringing her to Every Australia. comment that he's made, he, it, it sounds like he is serious. The, well, te the team are thinking about it very seriously. Well, she, if she landed, well, she's starting to firm up a bit in that invitation now, but if she landed in Australia, you'd be the first one in there to, to speak her at the odds, and I think she's bigger odds in the Eagle. Um, very interesting if they're serious about that. I think our two newest races in Sydney... The Golden Eagle and the Invitation are looking Attracted like two of the best races of the whole carnival. Mm. Everest aside. Yep. Here's the Theo Marks, race number seven. The longest price in the race and the biggest ruffie of the day that gets the prize. This is Chat beating Embracer and Big Parade in the Theo Marks. Yeah, back to the drawing board after his previous run, a little freshen up. He's going really well, but it was the upset of the day. And this young man, Brock Ryan, is, is on a real roll, although he does get suspended here for... Uh, overuse of the whip, um, but um, that's an experience that'll come to him. Um, he looked home in Bracer. He just didn't finish right up, right off at the 1,200 metres at this level. 
And, well, uh, the one they put all the money on, Big Parade, well, uh, I didn't know where that came from. Obviously, he was very good first up, but uh, he did. I was worried about his trial leading into this, and I think that was proven there because that he didn't go anywhere near um, like he did um, first up. Backed into odds on. Incredible. <clears throat> incredible and you might say he went a little bit hard but you know Embracer went with him and went straight past him mm. um, at the 200. A couple now, of good runs, Ice Bath oh, got back. The, um, her and Nima Lee, yeah. yeah, they're not 1200 metre horses. And she, uh, Ice Bath would probably prefer a little bit of cut in the track as well but I thought she'd run big, they'll run off their legs early and work through the line nice. Yeah I don't know, they're, they're ticking, they're, these are two mares that these talk about this invitation. Uh, these are the two mares that uh, fit in well on um, Nimmel uh, Icebath, the four-year-old, so he's, she can um, go towards a... Well, no, she's a five-year-old, sorry. She she probably goes to the Epsom and the Invitation, and that'll be similar with uh, Nimmel Lee's, um, who's really warmed up, both of them, through the line there, just run off their legs by the sprinters, but they're ticking away beautifully. And Private Eye, similar. Yeah, he's, he's a bit of an eye-catcher as well. He's just run off his legs. Just the sting out of him after that first-up yeah. run. He's a 14-miler he's a yeah. as well, so... Mm. They're all, all, all good little Epsom yep. trials, the horses behind the place getters there. Uh, the winning trainer, John Thompson, wasn't there yesterday. In fact, he's facing charges for being there too much. Uh, he's been charged with breaking protocols, living in an LGA of concern and attending track work at Ramwick and also race meetings. He and Craig Carmody will face uh, those charges next week. Uh, let's hear from Brock Ryan after the win of chat. He was suspended for overuse of the whip here. Uh, that aside, though, this boy going very well getting great opportunities and uh, I've been able to capitalise on them in the last few months so it's good to be able to get the job done for big trainers. You must have been happy with the position he ended up in, the speed was solid? Yeah it was a good setup for him today, there was always going to be solid tempo and it's a funny run race, they just ripped along in all in one line and I had the nice sit on him and peeled out and he let down really good. Back to the first of the day, this is the highway and uh, James Ponsonby trained at Phillipsburg, got the money and a strong win in the end. Yeah it was, he found his race, he deserved the change of luck, he found a, a nice race, he got a perfect ride I thought after race one, well nothing's going to beat that ride on the day but there's some good ones that followed so it was a, a hard day to be picking ride of the day but this is right up there, she, she waited Rachel, she waited, let them all take off, um, made the move, held them off. Hard horse to place now, there's no more highways for him, um, but James will find something for him. Blase's in good form, in no excuses there for uh, So Say You, who back, had her chance back in distance. Princess Rocca was okay, but um, look, with the scratchings in that race, I don't think it was the strongest highway, but a deserved winner. Yep, uh, let's go and hear from uh, James Ponsonby and also Rachel King after the win of Phillipsburg, who after a couple of uh, highway runs was in the winner's list. He was just, um, just unlucky last time out. He just got caught in traffic and uh, today, obviously, uh, Rachel was just able to put him in a really good spot and he was, he was very good at the line. You didn't like the way he found today? Yeah, look, um, my client, uh, my owners that are in him with me have been begging me to put the blinkers on him and um, I think in 12 months' time that'll be something we do, but just at the moment he's, he's just genuine, he just tries hard and, yeah, that's about it. I thought it was a, could be a little bit tricky, the barrier, but luckily there was a bit of speed um, came across from sort of out wide, which helped me get into a nice spot and he's just a beautiful horse to ride, so he was quite amenable in that sort of way. Um, Travelled 
perfect the whole way and like you said when that bit of speed came on around the turn it actually probably just helped me and um, helped him work into it nicely and he's run away with a really impressive win. Uh, now let's go to race two on the program this was the mile and a half and accountability has put back to back wins on the board. And who would have thought after looking at his first six runs back from a spell where he was going up and down the one spot. But they put it down to schooling him, getting his mind on things, putting him over a couple of hurdles. Now Chris Wallace said, if you want to borrow those <laughs> jumps and put them in your backyard, they'll do wonders for you as well. Well, I'm telling you, if, if, if this is the facts, I might even do that. I'll put a couple of steeples up there as well. But... I don't know if you'd get over the speed. No, he, he'll go <laughs> under them. That's a he'll go wish. under them. <laughs> bit of wishful thinking that. Now, what are we going to do with this old mate, uh, man, Cayenne? Yeah. He's <laughs> just one pace, Ronnie. I think he's, I don't know, he's, he's one of those horses. He, he needs a bit more to go his way. I think he didn't get pulling. He just looks a bit over over anxious mid-race. And then when he when Huey let him go, he just gets really one paced. He, I just think he needs needs everything to go his way. Maybe he needs seasoning the way we do things here. Mm. You know, maybe after a prep, you've got to train some speed into his legs and yeah, sharpen him up a bit. But he, he can still win races, but he needs the right race where they go hard. Yeah. And he can get over, it's a backmarkers track and he can get over the top of yeah. them. But yeah, it's a He bit might of, be being set for the Grand National. He <laughs> might be looking for speed. He could well be. Uh, Master Hood, well, he's going well without winning. So, yeah, I don't know about that race. Uh, okay, let's go and hear from Chris Waller and James McDonald. Helped with a couple of nice rides. His three starts ago, he had no luck at all. And it was a lovely ride from James, positive early, put him in a beautiful spot. And I think when they left the straight the first time, James would have been pretty happy, and I certainly was watching. And is it right you've schooled him to, to yeah, maybe put a bit of sharpness yeah, in him? Yeah, the team at home had done a lot of jumping with him and played around in the dressage arena. And, uh, yeah, nothing nothing big or nothing scary, but just, just keeping him interested and... Uh, yeah, he's done the rest. He's a horse that, um, I suppose, the, uh, the stable's worked out. Um, he's doing nothing early on, and, and now he's put two really good wins together. And, uh, it shows what, a, as you know, getting a win on the board, getting a bit of confidence, and then producing him on a Saturday, a bit tougher race, and he's, he's went on with the job. Uh, and then it was uh, Waller again, but this time with Jason Collett, too much to bear, winning the 2,000 metre race. Yeah, look, he, he helped himself here to, too much to bear. He just relaxed beautifully in front. He's got beautiful hands, Collett, hasn't yes, he? he's a really, really good rider. A few more opportunities. I know he's obviously had a bit of a weight drama, but um, a few more opportunities. I think he's he, he could be one of our best in Sydney. Well, he left plenty in the tank with this horse. He, he cuddled him up in front. He just cruised down there, you know, 12 and a half to the, the 13 to the furlong and then just let him quicken up gradually and had enough in hand. She was very good, our intrigue, considering she was back to the dry, which was a big query, and she was the one that had to do the mid-race work, and she wouldn't have finished any closer if she didn't. That was the only way to, to ride her. That's where McDonald's tactics there, everyone thought, oh, what's he doing? But when you pull apart the sectional time, she had to go forward, and she only just missed. Yee Yee was good, first time at 2,000 metres. Uh, Bazooka was solid, but... Uh, it wasn't uh, a high-pressure race, and this horse was well-tried, and I think well-tried because that's the run that most people anticipated he'd get, and he was given that. It was a Waller trifecta. Here he was after the race. He rated him well. Um, obviously, there wasn't a lot of speed on, and you saw the stable mate come to sit second. I thought she'd be back, and to James's credit, she hung on to run well for second as well. So, 
yeah, they were well-judged rides and um, I think he's a horse going places. Second horse stuck on really well. I suppose James had no other option other than to be caught wide yeah. or go looking for that spot. Once he was posted deep, we, we try and give them instructions pre-race, but ultimately when those barriers open, gee, things change a lot and uh, you've got to give them a bit of a free rein and fortunately we've got good jockeys in Sydney. They get away with it most of the time. Eventually when he got to the front, he was, he was off the bridle, got a bit of pressure from the runner coming round him mid-race. Look, he's still very new, uh, and that sort of showed then, like you say, on off the bridle, but nice kick there in the finish. On to race number four, the Midway. Now, these races are going to be very important leading up to the brand new race that was announced by Racing New South Wales. We've got a $700,000 race called the Four Pillars, uh, sponsored by Four Pillars Gin. It's going to be run on Golden Eagle Day. It's for benchmark 68 midway horses. Now, there's a thousand of them. <laughs> How are you going to sort that out, Ronnie? 700,000, there'll be 70,000 noms. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and, this, and this could be one of them. Now, uh, bring up Darren's call and I'll tell you what more about it. Dalalat's getting the split off the fence and Exotic comes down the outside. It's Exotic, Barossa Rosa and Dalalat on the far side. Dalalat on the inside there from Exotic. Dalalat's lifting and Dalalat goes on to win the midway. Dalalat by a neck on the line to Exotic and Barossa Rosa finished in third. Followed by either or from Kimberley Rain then came... I must say a very, very controlled call from the man who's a part owner in the winner, yep. uh, Darren Flindell. But Dalalat, he was already spruiking on the PA after this race that he'd be an ideal horse for the four pillars <laughs> coming up. It's a shame that there was no one there to listen to. That's it. right. <laughs> Wasn't there a rumour that he said he'd shout the bar downstairs? The yeah. He was shouting the bar at the Doncaster <laughs> last night. They failed to open their doors. <laughs> yeah, very well set up. He trialled well and uh, look, a good win. Beautiful ride again by Collett. Put him in the good spot. Um, yeah, good win. He's got upside for sure. Uh, I think Exceltic, he was very good with the big weight there, and Barossa Rosa may have been just one run short. She was giving every chance, but just knocked up that last little bit. But yep, uh, let the games begin mm. uh, with the four pillars. Um, as far as uh, who's going to be, they're already starting. There's 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 there's, there's, there's nominations galore on the social media. Everyone's uh, doing their videos, so it'll be. I think it'll be good if we get the nominations. You know, because what do you do? Do you pick a what is it rating 60, 68 68 so you can pick a 72 if you've got a good horse yep uh then you might think one's a real improver is going to charge through the benchmark ratings yep. so it's and, and it's run under the conditions like the Kosciuszko. there have been 18 tickets drawn there are 18 ticket holders out there <laughs> and because it's happened so quickly they don't, those 18 people i don't think they know what to do with it just well, yet i just say keep your powder Second, keep, yes wait keep your powder wait. dry but can you imagine when they, 18 lucky winners are going to get to Rose Hill on Golden Eagle Day and they're going to be running for 700,000, a share of $700,000. Yep, good on them, yeah. good on them. The um, Nathan Doyle uh, stable was represented there by Mel Guessing yesterday and um, let's hear from her and also call it again. Yeah, he's perfectly placed for these sort of races and uh, we always had this in mind for him. Um, he's always good first fresh, so he was able to do the job today and um, yeah, it was Really good. How long ago did you start planning for this race? Um, probably at the end of his last prep. Uh, we just thought he was around the mark and um, you know it just gets him in good at the weights as well. Like he was kind of carrying a fair bit of weight last 
prep. Um, so yeah, he was primed for today. Probably anticipated that on paper, and um, luckily he sort of had a had enough speed and sort of hold a spot where he was he was, he was comfortable at that tempo too, and then able to quicken off it. He looked from about the 300 home. He had a great turn of foot. And the acceleration must have been great. It was, yeah, Corey. He um, got into a wee bit of trouble there, top of the straight. Didn't didn't have a hell of a lot of room and back to the inside, but um, sprinted nicely. Gee, the Robert and Luke Price stable have uh, got some guns at the moment, haven't they? With uh, Jamea, that brilliant three-year-old filly, who's going to tackle the Golden Rose, by the way. Uh, Count de Rupi, this very promising uh, four-year-old. Twelve starts now for five wins and five placings. He is pretty good. He is pretty good. This is a very soft win uh, for a horse that only had one jump out, apparently. One soft uh, jump out. He's... They've come home 33.71, as quick as anything all day, um, with improvement to come. They've run 110.11, that's up there with, um, you know, the Entrevere. And um, there's more in store for him. I wonder what, how far he's going to get. He's an interesting horse. Mm -hmm. Brock Ryan's ride was not of a two-kilo apprentice. No. It was like a fully-fledged jockey. The way that he sort of... He didn't pull James McDonald's pants down, but he just the way that he rode the horse into the race, the first sort of 100 furlong, held James out three deep. He had to wait for James to go around him to come out from behind him, but it was a really, really smart ride. Yeah, it was. Um, there's one to follow here, Zushak, the second horse. First run for Joe Pride. Joe's the master of the tried horse. <laughs> Loves it. Um, he, he's a 72 Raider going into that race yesterday, running him in an 88. So there's some there's some pickings for him. Put him on the list. Benchmark 72. What weight would he get in the four pillars? I don't know. Sixty <laughs> or something. Yeah, yeah, have you got, got a ticket? In, in the, can you use apprentice allowance in the full? No, no, there'd be no claiming. No, I can't. No claiming. <laughs> no claiming. You cop, you cop the 72. The 72 yeah. and the 68. If he keeps improving. Yep. There's another one. Um, <laughs> another little list. Yep. Here, we're running at a we paper. We need a whiteboard. Yeah, you get that. You get the butcher's paper and the crayons, <laughs> yeah. and we'll start immediately. Yeah. Yeah. All right, have we got any left over? Yep. Yeah, we'll need a, you know, a good stack. Long, yeah. yeah. Uh, here's Robert Price and Brock Ryan. Yeah, like you said, he's got a good record on the track, but he was he was well placed today in the fact he had no weight and he drew soft. We were both looking all a bit worried. We had J-Mac outside us free deep. The last person you want outside in a, in a you know, in Saturday racing, but um, Brocky held his nerve, got to the outside. Um, yeah, there's plenty of improvement in anyway. We haven't done much with him. You know, Luke, he's kept him pretty quiet. We um, had one soft jump out here, uh, no trial. Um, what else can I say? He's, um, he's pretty good. You're just going to take your time, are you? Oh, Luke's wants to AMI, but, you know, we'll, once again, we'll talk to the owners, and um, he's pretty smart. We'll see what happens when the analysts have a look at him and we'll be guided a bit in that direction. But um, he'll only get better. It's a pleasure to ride, though. He puts himself in a lovely spot. And obviously, coming to the 600, I was just inside of James's heels, so I knew he wouldn't let me out being on the second favourite, so I just had to come back, get to the outside of his heels, and once I bounced up, I just had a lap full there. Still a little bit new getting towards the line, so there's plenty of upside for the horse? Yeah, that's right. He's, probably just on, he's a very professional horse, but today he's just on the fresh side and he's a little bit green and carrying on. But, um, yeah, he's, he's a horse going on the, the way up. Bet this kid can't okay. wait for the 18th of October. Yeah. The 18th of yeah. <laughs> Get a haircut. That's right. <laughs> he's overjoyed. There's some barbers out there who are desperate to get their hands on him. Well, just, uh, hey. And you don't think they're not going to put their prices up? <laughs> I would have said sheep shearers myself. <laughs> um... We were doing the mounting yard yesterday and we were about halfway through and Nashua Willett came up and said, oh, can you give this lady a cheerio for me? She's turning 80. And 
we're trying to get through the mounting yard and I'm trying to listen to Nash and so what's her name and how old is she? And he said, oh, actually, I might win this race, so I might do it myself in the post-race interview. Well, look what happened. Only if we knew. Yeah. Uh, amazing transformation with the blinkers with this horse. This is a horse that, you know, I don't would say took the world by storm, but he won his first four stakes, starts and won a stakes race in his fourth start and then lost his way. But boy, oh boy. Uh, ridden with aggression and put into the race with those blinkers on. He did the early work and he did the late work, so he's back. The Friedman camp is going really well, aren't they? Mm. Uh, yeah, they're going really going good. great. Mm. No, no doubt. Um, what do you want to say about the rest of them? I don't know. Al Mahaha, 100 to 1, that's his best run in a while. Night of Power is going well. All those favourites you just marked disappointing. Love Planet, Brookspire, all had good support. Um, yeah, I, mm, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, well, here's Richard and Nash. He's just all legs. He is. He's a big, leggy thing, and he, uh, he's, uh, he's a beautiful moving horse. He's yeah. absolutely stunning mover. And uh, there goes my phone. And, uh, you know, we're just pleased to see him back in, in form again. He's got patient owners. He had that injury on his hock, and, you know, that, that now is resolved, and he's back. He won a gloaming. Uh, can you expect him to graduate again in, into better company. He's terribly immature mentally, but uh, he has got ability and he can run, I reckon he'll run a good 2,000 metres and he'll be able to run it like that, you know, so I think he's a, he's a nice horse in the making. Just to Patricia Woods, who's um, followed me for many years and yourself and quite a few of the boys, she loves the racing, turns 80 today, so uh, just wish her, wish her a great day. It's a bit quiet because no one can come around, but um, I'm sure her son's looking after her. Let's, let's hope she black glove tap. Mate, you had a great running transit. The horse travelled really, really sweetly. Blinkers on. Looked the winner a long way out. He felt the winner a long way out. Corey, he's a, he's a horse we've, you know, seen a lot of and, and, and had a big opinion of for a long time. And look, he's had a few injuries and um, full credit to Richard. He's sort of worked his way through them without really hurting the horse. He went to Queensland and just had one run come home. And, um, just kept him ticking over without hurting him, and yeah, it was a confident horse today that I just got on. At the 250, Dosh went for home and kicked a length and a half to two lengths. Serides Crystal bound, Picarone's flying Evelyn, and then glistening. Dosh getting weary. Serides on the inside, and Crystal bound is lifting. Flying Evelyn coming to Crystal bound in front of Flying Evelyn. Crystal bound beat Flying Evelyn. Ayrton pumping up the middle, then Crosshaven. King Magnus hard at it. Cherry Tortoni runs on with Harbour Views. Ayrton strikes the front of the clock tower from Regards Marie. King Magnus, Cherry Tortoni, no good thing Ayrton, just in front of King Magnus, Cherry Tortoni and Harbour Views, Cherry Tortoni gets its bib in front, Harbour Views lunges, Harbour Views, Harbour Views I reckon's beaten Cherry Tortoni and Ayrton, Chirath went for the doctor, 200 metres to go, a length and a half, Zoo Dancer, still a star, love sensation and mystic journey, Chirath going well, 50 metres to go, clear, and Chirath, gee she's doing a good job, beat mystic journey, still a star, so it's the astrologist in the middle, chasing down Jonker with 200 metres to go, Splintex away, game running on hard and Zutori right down the outskirts. Splintex at the 100 takes the lead away game coming at it then the astrologist Zutori a terrific finish. Splintex just in front of away game. Splintex! Splintex won it from away game 
the astrologist incentivized 300 meters to go Tafane moves up on the outside they lock horns then Aegon Mount Popper and down the outside Sir Dragon A incentivized kicks at the 150 from Tafane and they were followed by Mayunga who's coming hard incentivized holding on from Mayunga incentivized makes a statement in the group one beat Mayunga Sir Dragon A Tafane they were followed by Colin he's a very exciting horse incentivized we walked away from that Brisbane Carnival um, having watched Incentivise, having watched Zaki, having watched Dueus, uh, Converge and all those two-year-olds in the JJ Ackhams. It was like a Queensland carnival of old. Yes. And that horse is very, very exciting to do what he did because that's, I think, that's the first time he's seen horses in his life. Yeah. He's been out by these big margins. He is, um, he's got a set of lungs on him, that horse. Yeah. He, he's, and I reckon... You know, they didn't, even better when you let him run hard, but it probably doesn't want to give him a real hard run first. No. Time. But he, he got eyeballed by proper proper good horses there and he just treated them. Got away from them. Yeah. He goes to uh, the Turnbull. The Turnbull. Uh, Moanga was great. Ayrton was forgive. expected to win. I forgive him. Yep. I'm Thunderstruck's interesting. Good raps on him. I heard uh, Mick Price do an interview with uh, Stephen Hewlett on radio and... Um, hearing good things about it. Uh, very good Golden Eagle coming up. What about the Kosciuszko ticket winners? Here they, here they are. This is from uh, Thursday when the draw happened. And already these are the horses who have been picked up. Handle the Truth, Art Cadet, Victorum, Ahead of His Time, Edit Plonker, Island Bay Boy and Ice in Vancouver. It's nice to see horses there that haven't been discussed. Mm. Um, I wonder if this horse should get a, a slot. Uh, healing Hands, who is... Uh, trained by Gaynor Williams, black and white colours. Uh, he's obviously had issues. He's a horse that's been very competitive through the country championship series. And he looks like he's going well. Hasn't been picked up yet, but quality. Yeah, well, you've got Front Page, who was in that strong race yesterday, who's holding favouritism. Yep. I want to see Mo's crown, and I want to... Is Fender in? Is Fender in yet? I don't no. Know. I want to no, see Mo's yeah, crown and Fender... Next time, I thought Fender went good the other day, and Mo's crowns. Well, I think they're planning to get him in, hopefully, because mm. he's a second up horse. If you're wondering where it's me is, uh, there's nothing wrong with her, but uh, Brett Kavanagh said it's too it's too much to force her to get to the race, so she'll uh, be set for something else. That's it. Thanks, Corey. Thank you, guys. See you next Saturday. Yeah. Thanks, stuff, and enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy Bronny Beach, everyone. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>